0: Welcome to Behind the Business Podcast. Each week I'll be sharing episodes taking you behind the scenes of industry leading creative small businesses. We'll talk about the real life, messy behind the scenes process of what it takes to build a successful business. Hopefully each episode helps you combat the perception of perfection within our industry. I hope each episode encourages you to keep showing up no matter how imperfectly so that you can make your own unique impact on this world. Grab a cup of coffee or wine and let's dive right in. Cheers. Hi guys. I have Hope on today and I'm so, so excited to chat with her. Um, We're just going to dive right on in. Hope, can you introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Hope Taylor
1: and I am a senior portrait and wedding photographer um, that I'm serving both Charleston, South Carolina and Savannah, Georgia now. And I also educate other photographers on how to build a successful senior photography business. So that's the little cliff notes version.
0: Yeah, I've, I've known Hope for a really long time. I feel like you've seen me kind of like in every stage of my business and I'm just yes. so, so grateful for your support. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super excited for the questions that I have. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in and I was going to ask you, um, you are always very, very transparent about like your life and your business on social media, but I wanted to ask what is maybe one thing that people don't know about your business? Yeah. Okay. First of all, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um,
1: and we were chatting briefly about this before we started recording. Um, and I am super transparent. So this one was like a hard for me, a hard one for me to come up with a response for. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I don't really talk about often, um, but was a huge part of my early seasons of business, are that I started my business when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And so I went from being a high school student to a professional very, very quickly. Um, and I've always been somebody that takes work very seriously. And I value and hold the professionalism of my business and my brand at a very high standard. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Uh, something that a lot of young business owners don't talk about or maybe feel like they're the only one experiencing is this identity crisis of like okay yeah but I'm I'm 18 and I'm supposed to be having fun and I'm 21 and I want to go out for drinks with my friends but I've been so used to being professional for so long that this doesn't feel like something that I like have permission to do almost um it was like my identity got swept up in my brand and my professionalism for a few years um and that's just kind of an element of like growing a business at a young age that a lot of people don't hear me talk about. Um, so that was kind of the biggest thing that came to my mind is like, what's something I don't talk about enough? And I'm like, oh, that I had a total identity crisis around age 18, <laughs> had to like work through that and still work through that on a day to day. So I love that we started with that question. That's something that I truly don't know that I've ever talked about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like I can definitely relate too because I started mine right after I got out of college, but I was shooting a lot within college itself and it was it's really hard even now sometimes day to day I'm like I'm like way goofier I think in real life than maybe I like to show up on social media and people might not yeah. like realize that and people at conferences are always like oh you're so short I didn't realize how short you are because <laughs> they haven't oh yeah in real life and I'm like oh it's always so funny I I wanted to ask like what what was maybe one thing that you did to kind of help just like reconcile those differences as you were growing up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly I think it's still I'm very much a student in that still where I still feel like I'm kind mm-hmm. of trying to find that balance. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that was life-giving to me was giving myself permission to know that I can still be authentic on social media while remaining a professional and having a professional brand that I'm proud of mm-hmm. and still also have normal 20 something experiences and like go out and drink with my friends and like our my family's sense of humor is just super crude and uncensored. And like, I can still have that side of me and not have to show that on social media. And those can still both be authentic pieces of who I am. I think it was just that permission of like, not everything has to be on social media and those two things can be true at one time. Um, and so that was like the most life giving piece to me is that you can be selective in what you show while still being your authentic self. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's helpful to anybody or if that's going to speak to anyone, but that was huge for me in my journey of starting a business.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Because I feel like that also kind of touches on like the heart of the podcast and YouTube series. So I love that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about what are some of the boundaries you've had to put in place to be able to thrive both, like not only just in business, but also be there for all of those like life things as well.
1: Yeah, I think this is huge because I'm a type three um, Enneagram. I love to work. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love work. Um, But the thing that became really hard for me was like what we talked about. I was so young. I was (laughs) my cat's meowing. You literally (laughs) posted that you hoped that Lily was going to show up and here she is. Hold on. We're going to let her outside. Hashtag real life. She yells at me when she wants to go outside. Um, No, but I, I just think that Everybody goes through a season where they feel so burnt out and so overwhelmed with work. And in that season of being young, I did not have balance. Like I was not going out with my friends. I didn't have a life outside of my business, and that contributed to the lack of identity outside of my business and my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to say it was two or three years ago that boundaries and the word no became like my best friend. Um, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to condense the boundaries that I have in my business because <laughs> there's. True truly a lot. Um, and I used to really shy away from that because I thought that it made me come across as like too harsh or, Oh, she's so stuffy or, Oh, she thinks she's better than everybody because she has all these boundaries in place. And I've just learned to just tune all of those things out because this is what protects my heart, my creativity, my sanity, my love for what I do. Um, so I'll just list off a few that are like low hanging fruit boundaries that I think most people can implement pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that I have very clear work hours that I communicate to anyone that I talk to in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have office hours that people can expect when it comes to email. I have office hours that my mastermind students can expect to hear back from me. I have hours that I'm interacting in the Facebook groups with all my course students, hours that my photography clients can contact me. Um, very clear cut and well-communicated hours. Um, I also don't give anyone my personal personal cell phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I protect my personal cell phone number with my life. So the only people that get my personal number are my photography clients 48 hours before their shoot in the case of an emergency. Um, but I protect my phone number fiercely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another boundary that I set I'm trying to think of one that's a little more unique to me. Um, Something I've started implementing in the last year is that I do not start working in the morning until I have either worked out or made myself an actual breakfast Mm -hmm. um, That is a huge thing for me. I I have anxiety and I'm a huge mental health advocate. And for me, the process of waking up every day and immediately pouring into everyone else, um, whether that's just on Instagram stories and pouring into my followers or my students or my clients or my family or my friends, even um, that became very draining. And I was pouring from an empty cup every day because I I'm a three wing too. So I love to be the helper, but I wasn't really filling my own cup. So Whatever that looks like for you, the biggest boundary I would recommend setting for the new year would be to pour into yourself before you pour into other people on a day-to-day basis. Um, And that boundary has just refilled my cup in a really big way.
0: Yeah. I remember that this was something that you had mentioned to me a couple of months ago, and it was something that I was like actively working on. And I can feel a huge difference when I take the time in the morning to either workout or like, just for me, it's like journaling. That's like the one thing I do that. I'm going to be so much better for my business, for people all around me, but just like carving out that time first thing in the morning, instead of just deep diving or right into work makes a huge difference. And even when I'm on vacation and stuff, if I don't have that morning time, I can feel a difference like later in the day, I might not notice it until like two or 3 PM, but that's around the time where I'm like, oh shoot, I feel so burnt out why do I feel burnt out? It's like, oh, I didn't take time to like fill up my own cup this morning. So I love that you mentioned that. Um, This next question is like a large question. So feel free to like, take some time, think about it. But I want to hear what is one of the best pieces of advice you've been given for your business?
1: Yes. This is a huge question because (laughs) I feel like there are so many different directions that I could go with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I can think of a piece of advice my therapist has given me that's helped me in my business. I can think of a piece of advice my business coach has given me um, (laughs) in my business. I'm trying to think of the one that I feel like has been the most impactful to me recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really want to circle back to that idea of filling up your own tank before you fill up any others, because I think that that resonates on a mental health and personal level. But I also think that really resonates on a business level, especially for those of us that are coaching or mentoring or um, pouring into an audience of people that we're talking to every day. And that when you don't even realize it, just subconsciously, you're emptying your cup over and over again. And if you're not being really intentional about refilling that from the business and strategy perspective, you're going to lose your creativity, you're going to lose your drive, you're going to lose your inventiveness and entrepreneurship, like, Mm -hmm. Just drive to want to keep going for yourself when you're so drained and almost feeling resentful towards the audiences you're pouring into, not intentionally, but just because Mm -hmm. you're so drained. And so I think my therapist, her name is Maria, um, has given me that one of the most life-changing pieces of advice by telling me, it's the same thing as putting someone else's oxygen mask on the plane before yours. You can't do that. You have to put yours on first or else nobody, you can't help anybody. Um, So that would just be my biggest piece of advice that I've received and implemented that has truly changed my life is pouring into myself on a day-to-day, really practical basis before I'm pouring into everyone else around me.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it just always reminds me of something that I remind myself of like, you get some of your best ideas, like in the shower or like while you're making some food or while you're doing something that is nothing related to your actual business. And that is just as like, equally productive and like useful time is actually like sitting down and working at your laptop. So I love that you're really stressing that. Cause I think that that's definitely one, like a very practical piece of advice that people can take and run with in 2022. So I love that. Um, the next one, the next question that I have is what is one mistake that you've had to overcome within your business?
1: Oh my gosh. There's also so many directions I could go with this because Mm -hmm. I love to make mistakes. Um, I am the type of person (laughs) I know. Right. But I'm the type of person that when I have an idea, I just do the thing before I give myself time to be scared about it, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's something that I like about myself and my work, but it's also lent itself to a lot of mistakes and learning the hard way because I just do the things. Mm -hmm. Um, So the mistake that comes to mind, Again, there's a lot, um, but the one that comes to mind is the very first time I launched an online course. I want to say this was in 2016 or 2017, um, and I knew I wanted to launch an online course. I knew I wanted to break into education, um, and I filmed a voiceover-based course in my parents' basement, and I filmed it all in one day and just like launched it, and it was a relatively decent launch for my first mm-hmm. launch. But one of the first emails I got from somebody after launching it was them asking for a refund because they felt like the production quality was so low and it was rushed Mm -hmm. and just like in an attempt to make money really fast. And it was a very harsh email, but it really gave me a perspective of like, you know what? this was rushed. Like this could have been done a lot better. Um, and I had, it was almost this humbling moment of like, hope you need to check yourself. What was the purpose behind you doing this? Because it kind of got lost in the excitement of the potential of income and the potential for me to scale back from my service-based businesses because I was so burnt out and I got so caught up in that, that I lost the purpose of what I was actually doing, which was to add value to photographers and help other people miss the mistakes that I, made and and help them through those processes um so that was a really humbling moment for me of like pump the brakes a little bit let's do this the right way the first time Mm -hmm. um and it, it totally changed the way that I approach online education and so despite how harsh that email felt in the moment I was very grateful for the reality check of it it came across that this was rushed and and maybe we need to revisit how we do that in the future
0: yeah, I, I love that. It also reminds me of something that I'm kind of walking through right now is like when I was first getting into education, I kind of went with like an email platform and even like an invoicing platform that was kind of just like the easiest to jump in and get started really quickly right off the bat. And now yeah. like, a year or two later, I'm like, I'm having to move like years worth of content over to another email service provider that's going to serve me better in the long run. And it is a massive undertaking that I kind of just wish I was like, I wish I had the intention and the foresight up front to kind of like take it slower, really invest in the best one that I could think of that was going to be good, not just for like a year or two, but for the long run. And I think that that's like advice that anybody could apply to any stage of their business too, like not just for education, but like even as you're starting to offer a new service or anything like that. So I love that. Um, And I think it's a mistake that Enneagram threes, like that sounds so like, something that I would do too. So yeah, I really relate with that. Um, and I was going to ask, what is maybe one thing that you would change in the industry going in a bit of a different direction here?
1: I don't know that I've ever been asked this question. And I really like this question because I think that in, our, in the photography industry or creative yeah. industry right now, the biggest thing that I would change, which Isn't necessarily an industry thing, I guess it kind of is, is that everyone seems to have the assumption that there's one clear path for scaling Mm -hmm. and growth um, because there are people that are leading the industry, myself included. Like I consider myself one of the people doing this, um, where I went from service based to education based. And I think that a lot of people see this like cookie cutter way that some of us are doing things Mm -hmm. um, and they assume that that's the only path for them. And they're almost, accidentally taking away from what they were called to do because they just see other people doing that and they assume that education is their calling when in reality, their calling might be something so much bigger or so much more impactful, but they think that that's the only way to do it because that's what they see people doing. And so I think that that's the biggest thing I would change is just the assumption that there's only one right right, way to scale in the photography business because there's not, there's so many ways to scale a photography business and entrepreneurship and a service-based business that isn't just creating online courses. And I've had so many mastermind students who have found that out in the process of like, I think I have to make a course because that's what everyone else is doing. But actually my passion is like investing in real estate or my passion is like high level coaching for moms or, you know, something that's completely different than what they see other people doing, but they didn't give themselves the permission to do it because they didn't see other people doing it. Um, So that's just the one thing I would change is like, I wish there were more, I wish there was a way for me to tell everybody that. I just wish there was a way for me to say, like, there isn't one cookie cutter way to do it. Lean into what you feel passionate about and know that if you're passionate about it, that's all it takes to make it successful, whether other people are doing it or not. And if you don't see other people doing it, that's actually an advantage. Like that's actually working in your favor. Love that. Um, Yeah, that's the biggest thing I think I, I wish I could tell everybody.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. And I also wish that I had known that kind of beforehand and I love education and not to say that I wouldn't still go into education, but I have two other photographer friends with who they like felt like that had to be the next step. And it's right. really cool. Cause we've kind of gone through like this new stage together and now all three of us are doing something completely different, but that is also so unique to like ourselves. And it is so cool to see like how everyone is kind of thriving in their own things. And like, there is no one right path to success right. as one would say. And I, so, I, love I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then second and last question I have is what is one project big or small that you're currently working on kind of behind the this- scenes? Yes, this is a fun question. So
1: I am working on a brand new membership for senior portrait photographers called the Senior Scoop. Um, and it's a monthly membership that provides content coaching and community to senior photographers. And it's my most engaging and interactive offering that I've ever had. Um, the photographers get to see me go behind the scenes at real senior sessions and watch me shoot in real time um, and face difficult situations in real time and take images and see my camera settings and hear how I interact with clients all in real time. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So the doors are going to open in early 2022, but we briefly opened doors for black Friday and already have 220 photographers inside, which is amazing. Um, so that's my, my baby right now. I haven't launched a new offering in like two years. So this has been really fun for me and really exciting.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And I feel like you are like a perfect person for that. And like being able to see how you shoot in real time is going to be so, so valuable. I saw Hope shoot weddings a couple of years ago in person. And that was so game changing for me just to not only like hear from an educational perspective of like a course or something, but for someone who's like highly visual and learns that way, it was so right. cool to be able to like, kind of see you in action in that way. So that's so cool that there are going to be so many photographers that are going to be able to do that in the Thank spring you. and beyond. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So excited for you. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, And then I guess the last question that I have for you today before we wrap up here is what keeps you inspired and motivated? Oh, this is a good question. And anytime I get asked this, I honestly...
1: I hate that this is my answer, but my answer is honestly just that I love to work. I love coming up with an idea and then taking the action steps to bring that to fruition. Mm -hmm. And that's just always been an integral part of who I am. Um, I love entrepreneurship. I love just the ability to create projects for myself. But the biggest thing that keeps me inspired on days when I'm burnt out is honestly engaging with real people. Like I love getting on Instagram stories and talking to real people back and forth in my DMS. And I feel like there's a lot of people that don't do that, but like, I just Mm -hmm. genuinely love social media for the fact that it's social. So on a day when I'm feeling burned out, I'll get on my Instagram stories and post something random just for the sake of getting to DM people Mm -hmm. in my, in my inbox and just know that like, there are real people on the other end of the work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. And it's not just me working myself to the bone for no reason on those like hard days. Um, but that there's people on the receiving end of the content I'm creating and the work that I'm doing that are excited about it and, um, just engaging with them in a really genuine, candid ways, what keeps me going on the long days.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I feel like it's, very like easy or like not easy. Sorry. It's very helpful. So when you can see that, like one-on-one impact that you're having with like right. one specific person where maybe you shared something and just like a really small tip, whatever it is, but then they're taking that and then they're running with it and you get to hear that they're doing so. So I love that you mentioned that. And I wanted yeah. to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's been wonderful getting to hear about all of the things behind the scenes of HGP. Um Where can people find you online and just keep um, staying engaged with you there.
1: Yeah. Manali, thank you so much for having me. Um, I have just adored watching your business grow over the last few years. So I am really happy that we got to chat. Um, so best place to follow me is Instagram, Hope Taylor Photography. That's where I post the most frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can also join my mailing list. If you want free content from me every week, I share new videos on YouTube every week. Um, so if you want more content from me, head over to YouTube and join my mailing list from there and you'll be getting all the educational good stuff delivered to your inbox each week.
0: Great. Well, thanks so much, girl. It was so much fun chatting with you. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave a comment if you do, and I will catch you guys in the next one. If you love this episode, be sure to check out my free masterclass for photographers to help you book out your wedding photography business this upcoming year. I chat through three key tips that you can start implementing today to confidently raise your prices and book those dreamy clients. You can sign up at manaliphotography.com slash class. C-L-A-S-S. I'll see you inside.